And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the first Hawkeye Huddle radio show that's not on the radio. Actually, that's not true. If you'll recall, back in the day, we lost a radio station due to poor management and a variety of other reasons, and we recorded more than one show in Hollywood's basement. We did do that. We several shows. What year was that? I cannot recall. Oh, a while back. A while back, we did it. and um, But our <clears> faithful we, Hawkeye Huddle listeners love hearing our Right, and we, we, we want to go ahead and uh, provide everybody. Usually there's a crowd here at GMIGS uh, yeah, to see us. George showed up tonight. Lovely Others not knowing for sure if there was going to be a show stayed away, but we'll get them back next week here at GMIGS in West Des Moines. And we'll put this out on the uh, website at thehawkeyehuddle.com for download. We may even play with a little Facebook Live type thing in the next couple of I weeks. I don't think people really want to see us. We were on the cable channel oh, 22 we, we for like two years. That's true. We were. People enjoyed seeing us all over the Midwest. Dozens. Dozens of people were watching us. The best was the day I got a text from my buddy Tim Wells, who was in northern Minnesota stuck in a, a small hotel in a snowstorm in the middle of the afternoon. He's like, I can't believe I'm flipping through channels and I and see there you are. <laughs> my college roommate. That's funny. Brett Ridge. That is funny. Anyway, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. here with you, and um, we'll talk Hawks for the next... 40 minutes or so. Until we're tired. Until we're kind of tired. We're going to let this go, and uh, it'll be our podcast edition of the Hawkeye Hello 4, the week that uh, is the first week of December here in 2018. Lots to talk about. We're in, into the middle of the basketball season now, and, and we've got Would a lot to go the there. There's six we're, and two. We're into the dead, dead of it. We're into it. Wouldn't I mean, that be 25%? Don't they don't, play 30 games? They do, but that we're in it. We're knee-deep in it. When you're playing uh, Wisconsin and Michigan State in and Iowa State, State you're knee deep in it. You're going to get a little bit of break here coming up after those games with some easier easier teams, but you're knee deep in it. And they're throwing them into it quickly now with the way the Big Ten schedule is set up. Unfortunately for Iowa, they did exactly what we said they would last week. They beat Pitt, a little bit closer game than we thought it might be. Um, lost then to Wisconsin in a close one, which is what we thought would happen, and then went and got crunched at Michigan State. Just... Let me just say this about the Michigan State game. I don't know how, how much of it you were paying attention to during bowling last night. or, But I, I w- every time you go to the Breslin Center, one of the reasons why Iowa has a difficult time there is Iowa is a basketball team that is not built to hammer and hammer and hammer you. If they don't get foul calls, they're going to have trouble. they got to go to the free throw line. they got to get there more than 16 times a game. they gotta be they got to be able to get a fr- few free shots. And... Tom Izzo's strategy is, and always has been, if I foul on every play, they're not going to call it. That's they're only exact, going to call no, it on that, half the time. That, that's exactly right. Michigan State plays such a phys- physical style of basketball. They get away with all of it at home. Uh, on the road, they probably get away with two-thirds of it. And Iowa did not react very well. I thought Connor McCaffrey last night, for the first time, looked like a freshman. Um, I thought... Uh, Tyler Smith. Smith. I keep calling him Smith. Smith? Cook. Who, Cook. Who was Smith? Tyler Smith was was that guy that transferred to uh, Tennessee. Right. We had him for and a he year. He was really good, too. He was really Tyler good. Tyler Cook looked to me like he was trying to dunk over the Michigan State guys every time he got the ball. And in that haste, was losing possession, was fumbling it around, and wasn't able to actually defend. I think he missed two or three dunks. I probably watched uh, with one eye the second half after I w- went the first eight minutes, scored three points, kind of lost interest after that. 
you know, the good thing was... One for their first 16 in the second half, by the way. After they started the game five for seven, or I think it was five for seven. Out to a quick lead, yep. Got ahead, was right in there. Then to end the half was like five for the next 20, and then one for the next 16. So that's like six of 36. That's incredible. Uh, Incredibly poor. That's... I can do that, Matt. That's 16%. That's horrible. Well, let's see. They ended up somewhere in the 20s for the game. I think it was 27%. So how, how does Iowa get Jordan Bohannon open looks? Because they didn't have any last night. Well, I, I, I he had a couple, but he had to be deep, right? I, I mean, super deep. I, 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 as we said, there's a He's lot of pushing and shoving. He had, he had open shots against Wisconsin the other night in the loss there, the close loss. Uh, what was that, 68-63? What, what did they lose to? 72-66, to 66, something like that. Yeah, it was something I've like I've got it here. I'm looking at my I mean, notes. The type of preparation. 72-66. That's what yes. I said. 72-66. No study. He had open shots the other night, as did Luca Garza at, at some important junctures of the game. Wisconsin knocked theirs down. Iowa didn't. The question that you asked is how do you get more of those open looks, and I think one of them is you don't allow guys to get tackled and shoved and pushed, and it just happens. It happened at Michigan State. I don't think that's been a problem this year against most of the teams they've played. Well, I I would probably agree with that. The other the other side of this though is, is that guys like Isaiah Moss, when they do have open looks, they have to make them. They have to make the, the shots that are available to them. Moss hasn't. Uh, Moss is. It's a simple score, game, boys. Yeah, exactly. Put the ball in the basket, and when you have uncontested shots, and Isaiah Moss this season is scoring half as many as he did last year. Jordan has not had an assist in the first two Big Ten games and was second or third in the conference last year in assists. There's something wrong with our guard court that I can't put my finger on it. Frankly, I think Cook is playing great. I think Joe Wieskamp has done a really, really top-notch job as a true freshman. It's going to be ups and downs. He's going to have his ebbs and flows. Well, he's but he, hurt now, so this could be an spra- issue. Then yeah. he sprains his ankle. But what I was going to say is, is that I'm really glad with the at the eight-minute timeout that Fran still had all four of his timeouts for the big run that was coming right. when the right. Hawks were down 30. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out and or understand how in the world you don't call a timeout I don't care if it's a 4-0 run. If you see it going away, call a timeout. What do you? Does he get? A, does he have a bonus in his contract for the number of timeouts that he still has available at the end of every game? It's a Kirk Ferentz uh, backloaded. You win eight games, five hundred thousand. If Fran has has forty timeouts left at the end of the year, he gets an extra two hundred thousand dollars. I bonus. wonder if the Hawkeye football team put the uh, mu- like two fifty on the over. In Vegas, which was seven and a half for the football <laughs> team this year, so really they only had to come up with half. They of had that. to get. They only had to get to eight. That's I don't right. know. That's an interesting it's idea. A, it's a good possibility. Well, unless bo- you don't win eight, and then you lose the two fifty. Bottom line with this basketball team is there's a long way to go, and they played very well out in New York. Those teams out in New York may not be great. Oregon will be good at some point in time. Of course, they lost to. Uh, they got beat by somebody bad last week. Texas State. Texas State, and then of course, Iowa beats Pitt by one, and Pitt goes and loses to Niagara last night, seventy-one to seventy. So Pitt's not exactly world beaters either, although they're probably better than they have been. What this means is Iowa still has a fairly average basketball team that could be good, and at times will be good. They played very well at times against Wisconsin through most of that game. 
looked very, very good. Got up eight they, in that second half. I thought Wisconsin just beat them. I Ridge, didn't see that as one. Ridge, they, they, you know. looked, they looked good until there was five minutes to go in the game, and then Wisconsin essentially went and did what Wisconsin does, work it around, get good shots, and make them. And then Iowa struggled to get looks. Luca had a wide-open three that would have either tied or put the Hawks ahead. He missed it. Jordan had a three late that he missed. He did hit one. Uh, ran Leaner, down the court, yeah, you yeah. know, and chucked one up, and it went in. I mean, with about two seconds went off the clock. Iowa definitely had chances to win that game against Wisconsin and was unable to finish, which has been a hallmark of the Fran teams over the years. So I'm going to pose a question to you. I know we're six and two right now, and the Hawks have Iowa State this weekend or on Thursday, excuse me, and that is going to be a battle royale basketball game. Um, I'll get to more of that in my Templeton Riley last call. Four cupcakes, and then you get back into the Big Ten. Let's say they have 10, maybe 11 wins. They beat Iowa State and win the other four. That gives them, they'll be 11 and two going into into the rest of the Big Ten. If Iowa goes four and fourteen in the Big Ten, is Fran done? If they go undefeated in the non-con, which is what you're saying, they end up undefeated in their non-conference, but then go four and fourteen in the Big Ten, uh, is he done? No, because Gary Bard has got no spine. Clearly, and clearly, and we have, we're going to get into the Gary Dolphin thing just a little bit. Clearly, the pants in that in, in that relationship are worn by Fran McCaffrey. Okay, well, it, appear, it appears in the basketball in the basketball realm, Fran's the only one's wearing pants. Uh, maybe. Uh, because, well, the players are all wearing shorts. Well, that's true. So then you got you got Fran, but so I don't think he's done. I think it's a serious warrants serious consideration at that point because uh, now <clears throat> this is tough Big Ten, right? Well, I mean, if you look at what's going on, and I went through the schedule, they do get some of the t- they get Rutgers twice, which is a nice thing. They get some games. I don't think they're going to go four and fourteen. I think you're looking at more like eight to nine, maybe ten wins. I mean, it, they're out there. They're certainly out there when you're looking at if you can is play at home. They're t- you're right. There's 20 games. So if you went 10 and 10, 10 and 10. If you go 10 and 10, and you're 20, you got to go 10 and 8 in the rest. Well, you're 10 and 10, but you're 11 and 0 outside. So 21 and you know you're 21 and 10. 21 and 10. You're in. Uh, it, and you got to win at least uh, one it, in the Big Ten tournament. Maybe, but your non-conference schedule you went through and you beat UConn, Oregon, Iowa State, um, Pitt. Pitt. You you you'd have a pretty good chance of of getting in. Now uh, the new net. Not the RPI, but right. the net. <clears throat> Caps off last night's victory at negative uh, 10. So it wasn't a 30-point loss or a 22-point loss. It was a 10-point loss. That's where they stopped. it? That, that's as far as it goes. If, if you beat them by more than 10, you get certain a certain amount. If you beat them by less than 10, you get a certain Did amount. Michigan State get bonus points? They get bonus. Nope, no bonus. Well, they get a bonus point for beating them by more than 10. But 30 doesn't do anything. That's interesting. So that's is anyone other than the USA Today using the net? As everybody, a, everybody's using the net as yeah. a viable yes. ranking option. Um, I believe the part of the net is the ESPN FPI or whatever. It's it's worked in there somehow. There's some piece the of it. FBI. I don't know. FPI wasn't. The, oh, that's a football. I don't know. There's some rating that uh, that ESPN had that they, that's part of a, of a. Oh, I know what it is. The net doesn't. That it's the selection committee actually uses when the selection committee they have the Sagrin, they have uh, Ken Palm, they've got uh, <clears throat> Pomeroy, they've got uh, ESPN's whatever index, and then they've got the the uh, the net or the RPI, 
at their disposal say look at all of those they don't just use one when they make their decisions anyway do they even consider the record of the teams because <laughs> you're somewhere in that could group, be really good right, right? right. in Ohio State was ranked really number one. <clears throat> Ohio State was ranked number one until they got beat at home the other night. So yeah. in the net. But anyway, if you go back to it, I, I think we're, we are. We're looking at it. that Wisconsin game. It was exactly what you what you you hoped you would see up until the loss, right? They they battled. They played. This very good team. Wisconsin made all kinds of shots. Made run after run, and, and Iowa guarded. Well. Iowa played good defense. Um, there, the officiating was good in that game, so there was nothing to complain about. Nobody played bad. I George, just will lost. you mark the tape that Brett Ridge claimed that the officiating was good? I thank you. It should be noted that I tweeted out at from my at Hawkeye Huddle too that I, I had nothing to complain about at that point. Now, last night, not I even was, your dinner, dessert, appetizers. I, I did get sick the other night while I was watching it, and was that, I was down for the count for a while, but. You don't want to hear about my intestinal stress. That's no, not I a really good thing don't. here on Steak Night at uh, G-Mix. The point being, uh, last night I tried this thing where I was not going to tweet during the game. How'd and, that go for you? Uh, well, I, I was able to do it. It didn't help the game, though. And so from now on, full throttle, baby. I'm, I'm going with it. There's no reason not to Did to Andrew swear. tweet? I don't believe he did. I don't believe he did. So I'm not sure he was watching last night. I think he was. By the way, Andrew Ridge said that Carver was off the hook on Friday night. Now, granted, he has not experienced a lot of things that I experienced back when I was in college. It just hasn't been that so way. So, if but, he thinks it's, but he great, thought it was great. Yes, so that's a that's a good sign for Thursday night. It is. It is. The they'll, they'll college be back. students yes. will be there. Iowa State is going to have to play for the first time all season, a true road game. And for a lot of those guys, for the first time ever, I mean, they've got a lot of young guys who have not been into a real hotbed. Well, right? While Maui was away from home. After the first game, you were essentially in the loser's bracket wearing lays. And, yes, wearing. Well, they weren't. Right. Well, right. I mean, the coaches used to. Yes. So, yeah, the coaches Very relaxed atmosphere in front of 2,500 people. Right, in in a small gymnasium. And, yes, much different than what you're going to experience in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And, uh, you know, Carver doesn't sound quite the same as Hilton. I've been to both. Hilton is, is, is really, it's built for sound. Carver's not, but it gets loud and it gets kind of crazy. And if the fans can get into this this year to enjoy basketball the way that <clears throat> that they have in the past, back in the day, if the kids can get into How it. How far back are we going? Uh, early, Horner? early off. Oh yeah, Alford with Horner. Yep. That that year that they that year that they lost to Who? to Northwestern State. No, we're not going that far back. I was in yeah. the field house. But but if you if they can get it that way again, let me tell you, it's it's a daunting atmosphere because it's still loud, and the kids will have a lot more fun with it, and they'll keep showing up. That's one of the things that you know they, they don't have reason to show up every week. It is actually hard to get there if you're a student. It's interesting. You can't just take the red route. That's all you've got, right? A, a bus, right? So Joe Schmo's got a car, drops you off. Five five thousand you know students have, have to take the bus from one side of the river. You to know the what other. they have now that they didn't have then. Uber. This is true, which I believe that's what Andrew Ridge has been doing from his apartment, is Ubering, spending I'm eight bucks to get over there every so time. So what? Uh, you know, that's fine. That's his money. I, I encouraged him to walk up to the bus route, right? <laughs> I paid Ridge for the plays, tickets. Ridge I paid for the, for the, the red tickets. Route, all access pass. That's right. Do you include the blue route on that, too? Nope. Only the red route. Only the red route. Well, you gotta, you know, but is that red route one? Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Either way. <laughs> what? 
So you're throwing me off my of train course. of thought. Of course. He's throwing me totally off my train of thought. So anyway, if, if you get it back there, this, this could be a year where the wins at home, there are some really good games that are going to be happening. I mean, there's Mich- Michigan will come in there. If you watch them against North Carolina the other night, oh, my God. And Ridgey, I just Mich- said that, and Mich- I don't take the Lord's name in vain very often. Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten, and I believe I was talking to a very good friend of mine just down here at GMIGS the other night. Come on down, Steak Night. And uh, oh, that's right. No one can hear us live. <laughs> Enjoy your steak here today. We got Mike and Lisa Damon in the house over here, though. Yay. So they came, Cyclone Friends of the Hawkeye Huddle, came to uh, part of the contingent. To, part of the contingent, yes. And uh, anyway, where was I going with that? It was something extraordinary. You were talking about uh, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. I was talking to Dave Cooper, who really, huge Kentucky fan. Dave Cooper? Used he, to be on the show with us? Yeah, he used to be on the show. He was Coop. A basketball Abs- insider. Yeah. Absolutely. Our basketball outsider. He says Michigan's going to win the national championship. I, I, after watching them the other night, the way they, they dismantled North Carolina. John Beeline is a witch. Uh, John Beeline's a good coach who somehow finds guys from nowhere that are just incredible. Is this guy from Canada, from Thunder Bay? I think so. Because I've been to Thunder yeah, Bay, we and I didn't know they Bay. had any basketball players. Oh, not players up there. there. I didn't think they had a They had court. a hockey player or two, but I didn't know any basketball. Didn't we have somebody that come down, came down from Canada a couple of years ago, and he was a bust? I can't remember who it was. I know we had a couple of football players that were pretty good. Yeah, we've that's happened. But but Michigan's going to be good. They're in Carver. Michigan State comes. Purdue comes. Uh, Indiana comes. These all these teams all come to Carver. Yeah, yeah you got a Rutgers in there. And you got a Northwestern, but I'm telling you right Nebraska? now, we get Nebraska. Penn State doesn't, so so oh, big deal, right? So uh, the couple of them that you don't get are ones that you don't really care about. There's a really good schedule for students who can who like basketball for for people who like basketball. If Iowa can can be competitive there, are all that's of those cool. games that's at eight o'clock on Tuesday night? A bunch of them are, but that's where it comes down to the, to you get a home court advantage and you can actually win some of these games that are on the bubble and on the fence that are going to help try to get you in the NCAA tournament. Last night, notwithstanding, if that becomes the, the norm, the way they played last night, it then we're be. in trouble. It but it won't, won't be. be. That's not who we've seen them be. I don't think they're that team. I think they're don't the team tell me that the Wisconsin. Hawks, much like Alfred's first year, peaked after the first game of the year in, in Madison Square Garden. Well, that, that was remarkable just in the sense that they, were, that they even came close to 500 that year because they didn't have a lot of talent, right? But they did win that one game, and we thought, oh, here we go. You know, now, a couple years later, there they were Big Ten champions and on their way to the NCAA tournament. So it, it, it did happen. But, but no, I would, think, I would think that they wouldn't have peaked. Um, if we want to shift gears a little bit, talk a little wrestling. What in the heck happened? Iowa wins it 19-18 to over Iowa State on Saturday. Uh, a one-point win, first time in the uh, series history. The Hawks do make it 15 in a row. First time in the series history that they win by one point. Is that right? Yes, never, never been a one-point. Uh, I didn't know never that. Been I knew a there, been a lot of, there had been many close ones back in the old days. They split the matches 5-5. Five to five. And, Sean uh, Lee with his uh, major decision. And, uh, and Marinelli. Alex, Mar- Mar- Alex yeah. Marinelli with the pin. Yeah. Spencer. Spencer. No, Spencer Lee. Yeah, you said Sean. Right. Played his, linebacker. His cousin. Yes. I am the worst on names. Well, Lee at 125. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> what a, With the major. Uh, stole walking out. The heavyweight goes to Tom Brands, says, I'm going. This is my last right. time here. Yep, he wasn't going to go. Brands and, hit and him in won. the face to go out there. Took the man down. The dude laid there for four minutes. He wins five to one. Uh, so the Hawks win on the bonus points from Marinelli and right. Lee. Right, right. Keep this in mind. 
Iowa State had an injury default in a match that they were behind. That's so they it was a not in theory if that match ends four to three, as as it was at the time with which the guy got hurt. Now it's twenty two to fifteen, and you're saying well so it's a, okay it that's better to, six to four, whatever as a nine point difference. I mean, literally that's yeah. a nine point difference in the match. Iowa goes from winning three to losing six, so. You have to take that a little bit. Iowa State wrestled very well. And I I think that the, from what I have heard through my wrestling insider, who sits right in front of me at work, dude is completely dialed in. He said that the wrestling room is sick. Flu, cough due to cold, I don't know, something along that line. <laughs> but if, as you know in wrestling, when you practice, you have to get kind of close to one another. And, and if somebody's sick, right, it's going to move around. Everybody gets sick. Those mats aren't exactly sanitary. Uh, they probably get cleaned occasionally, but not every five minutes. So a flu bug of any sort will stick around a wrestling room perhaps longer than anywhere else outside of Vegas. Well, they do have to practice, and they do, and that's all they do. And right. it, 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 when you look at wrestling, if you're a little bit under the weather, that can be the difference between you. Especially you late in the win, match. Right. And it's, so that's the energy late in the match, right? It, it definitely is. So it is very important. And if that's the case, that's one of the things to consider. There have been injuries. I mean, we just looked at this team coming out of uh, at the beginning of the year thinking this is, this is a team that's going to uh, challenge for the national championship. Still could be maybe a year away. But with Sam Stoll as your, as your heavyweight, you got to hope he's ready to go. And, and continues to be ready and to he, go. I don't honestly. I don't. If they weren't wrestling Iowa State, he wouldn't have wrestled. But uh, because it was at the final Cyhawk meet, that's why he wanted to come out. Carver was electric. Almost ten thousand people there for the wrestling meet. A lot of fun. A lot of fun at those. Well, they got some good ones coming up. Uh, I, I think this week, not so. Saturday versus Lehigh. Well, Lehigh's thirteenth thir- in the country. A uh, couple of good wrestlers, yes. And then uh, the Midlands, of course, over Christmas break, and then into and then the heart. The... And I don't. Do we wrestle Penn State in a duel? I don't think so. Usually, I, I don't, don't think so. And I don't think we have Ohio State. I think we've got Minnesota. I think that's it. And then Okie State at the end of the year uh, in a non-conference. I didn't see Ohio State on the on the. Now, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think we did. We'll have to follow it up next week on the Hawkeye Idol podcast. We'll have to do that. Um, but anyway, so a lot of matches to be had there in, in wrestling. But we'll see how that goes. It'll continue uh, as we continue here from G-Mix in West Des Moines. More people filing in for steak night here. Nice crowd tonight. Nice crowd. On a cold winter's night. Nice to come in uh, for a flurries. warm steak. Huh? Little flurries. Yeah, little flurries. I want to thank our great sponsors on the program, still sponsoring on the podcast at the very least, Kozlowski Family Law. Appreciate uh, his support over the years. Big Koz, give him a call. Over 25 years of service. 25? He told me to make sure we say 26. I just said, how about we just go more than 25, then I don't have to ever change it again. That's true, because otherwise we get confused. It's kind of like us trying to remember how many years we've done this show. Is it 14, 15, 14? Yeah. I'm not sure. It is. It's 15. Um, also, of course, Templeton Rye. We'll get to our Templeton Rye last call coming up a little bit later. Templeton Rye last call dead on last week because we both had uh, have, Iowa have you winning tried one, the losing two. Templeton Rye six year. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure. I, t- you know, what I tried. I tried some some uh, of their before it's aged white lightning. Oh, you had the re- the oh, real the real stuff. Oh my! 
That, the moonshine. Gave me a thimble full of that. That'll wake you up quick and then put you to sleep. That's an aspect changer. That's yeah, exactly. Game changer. But no, I've not had the six-year. I, I hear it's terrific. It is. No, it's excellent. Excellent. Uh, in addition to the traditional four-year. Can't get can't Now all uh, made, bottled, everything in Temple to Ride, their new facility. Can't go wrong. All right. Football. Hawks are headed to the Outback Bowl. No way. How do we get there? No, I don't know if we can find the way. I think, I think, I, this may not be true, but I think that the first long trip I went on the current Suburban that I still own was to an Outback boat. <laughs> did you drive that down there? I'm pretty sure I did. Was that the South Carolina game? It, I think so. What year would that have been? 2008. No, this truck's not that old. I didn't think so. Did you go to the L- you didn't go to the LSU. Didn't one? go to LSU because we watched that in your living room. Right. Twenty-one uh, fourteen. <clears throat> I watched Florida. I watched Florida over at Big Kahuna's house. I watched Florida from Mexico. Yes, you did. You were out of town. I did not enjoy that, other than the drinks. <laughs> that was one way to pay attention. Yes. And uh, our boy CJ Beathard just got destroyed in that game, and the announcers were essentially begging Ferrans to take to take him out. Him out. Take the man out. Throw in the towel. <laughs> Throw in the towel. It was it was like Apollo Creed going Apollo down. Apollo Creed yeah. when the trainer wouldn't throw in the throw, throw in the, the towel. towel. And uh, yeah, stop the match. But uh, Iowa has not had good success in the Outback Bowl, even though the first oh, two and three, two and three should have been three and two. Yeah, yeah, two and three could have been. Urban three Meyer th- got us. Urban Meyer got us with the worst officiating crew. Now, this is the one we can all complain about, right? The worst the officiated Sunbolt, football. Sunbelt crew. Yeah, uh, worst game, officiated game of all time. I wonder if we can get Chad Greenway to comment on whether or not he was offsides. Uh, offsides on the onside kick. No, it was the, the Clinton-Solomon uh, getting the offensive pass interference. Offen- because o- the Offensive pass interference while he was getting his face mask pulled. Dude ripped his face mask, pulled him down to the ground, and they threw an offensive pass. Offensive pass interference. But you got to give a- Urban Meyer credit. He did run a fake punt from the 20. No one was looking for that. But Wisconsin, since, Wisconsin did that from the 30 and Nebraska right. from the 8. <clears throat> so we're like over so for the we've last never stopped three, that. I believe. And we don't stop fake punts. Alabama does. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, speaking of the SEC, I will be playing Mississippi State in this game. Mississippi State, by the way, uh, the number one scoring defense in the country. They score points at 29 points a game as well. But the They're number, the one, number scoring one scoring defense in the country? Yes, 12 points a game they, they give up. Uh, held Alabama to 24. Lost well, 24 to nothing to Alabama. What does Iowa give up? Iowa is seventh, in, and I believe they're at like 17 points a game. Iowa right. seventh in the country, uh, but not 12. 12 is is saying something. And uh, and honestly, they've got a couple of good wins. They did beat Texas A&M. Trying to remember what the other one uh, exactly was, but the, um, they beat LSU. No. No Ohio State or Penn State on the wrestling schedule. Thank, That's thank you for that, Thanks, Cyclone Mike. fans of the huddle. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, but they did not beat LSU. They lost to they lost to who they should have lost to. They lost to LSU. They lost to uh, they beat Auburn. That was their other good one. They beat Auburn and they beat Texas A&M. They lost to Alabama. They lost to LSU. Uh, Kentucky beat them and Florida beat them. Kentucky on the road. Yeah. Florida, I think, on the road. 
For those of you going to the Outback Bowl, word of caution. Bring earplugs. The cowbell will be ringing for three solid hours. Is that what they do? All their fans have these stupid cowbells, and they ring them incessantly. They never stop. I am now just sold on the fact that I'm not going. Any consideration They never of going stop with the cowbells. Gone. Really? I mean, and I'm not talking Will Ferrell cowbell. I'm talking ringing. Yeah, we're ringing it. All day long. And if you would happen to have a seat next to one or two of those Mississippi State fans, you're gonna, you're, you will literally shoot yourself. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. But no. Yeah. Bang yourself with a, you know. Well, let's put it this way. You're never going to play any cowbell songs ever again. No. You're never going to go to a pasture again. And you're going to want to, you're going to, when you hear a cowbell, you're going to go over and, and we'll tip go, over we'll that We'll go cow. over Mississippi State yeah. the more, uh, as we get closer yes, to the game. It, it, but but it should got be. A, they got a fine quarterback who's really good and a good, solid defense. Well, he that, didn't throw very well, but he runs very well. He, he's a good he's runner. He's a uh, multi Faceted quarterback, much like uh, Martinez for Nebraska. Got a little bit of athleticism. We'll see how that goes. Of course, uh, so this this will be an interesting over-under. Currently, Iowa's getting six. I saw six and a half, so they're getting six now. Six, six and a half. I hope it goes to you seven. You know, so Kirk Ferentz, who we've, is, uh, what is he, seven and eight in his bowl games? Something like that. Yes, has been an underdog in all but three of them. So in in fifteen years, sixteen years now, who were we 16, favored against? Uh, Texas Tech. No, we were eleven point dogs when we played them. We beat them eleven, and we beat them. No, that was the Hayden game. We beat them in the last second field goal. Nineteen sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember who we Orange were. We were Bowl favored under, underdogs. Underdogs. We were favored against South Carolina by three. Favored against, three and a half. Yes, favored um, last year against Boston College. Uh, right? Yes. Uh, two, two and a half, three. Right. And then I want to say you're going to have to. Brucey. I wonder who else we're. I wonder who else we're. So there was a third one in there that we were favored in. The rest of them. Now, this is typically because you're, what, what's happened in the lineup of this thing is that you're pitting the second place team of the SEC against the fourth-place team in the Big Ten and the third-place team in the SEC against the fifth-place team in the Big Ten. And that's not happening quite the same way anymore. So you're matching some even matchups because they don't want to keep taking the same teams. And you're getting Was some Iowa better matchups. Was Iowa favored against Tennessee when they got throttled? No. No. But they did get throttled. That was that was something. And, and I know we were not favored in the Rose Bowl. Nope. Not favoring the Rose Bowl. Have to be like, I, I don't know. I read it earlier today, but I do I know he's only it. been favored three three times. All right. So, anyway, lots more to come on that. Uh, a little last Downside couple Downside to that, Noah Fant not playing. Well, I was going to say, the other comment uh, commentary on football this week has to be Noah Fant not playing in the game. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to play in the game, whether he goes pro or not. Um, well, and Why wouldn't he? Because here's a handful of guys who are waiting for their NFL grades now, and it's going to be Hawkinson, Hooker, and uh, Stanley, believe it or not, are going to be looking at whether or not they're going. Is there any chance Nate Stanley can get an A by the NFL graders? I, I hate to say. Is there I don't any wanna, chance? Maybe. I don't know. Then we can see that freshman? I, I believe, just reading the tea leaves, and when we get back on the air, we'll get Tom Cakert on here. He can tell us right. a little bit more about this. But, um, you know, reading the tea leaves, it sounds like Hooker, 
would have a, a chance to be drafted in the third or fourth round. He probably is not going. That's not worth it. Hawkinson's probably a first or second round pick, so he's got to consider it. But he has said that money is not his mo- the most important thing to him. And he's got two years of eligibility left. I mean, does his family have a farm? I believe they do. And if his family has a farm, and farm ground's about 13,000, 15,000 an acre, he, money is not an object. Uh, well, certainly he's got a, a good life ahead of him, right? But um, the NFL's like, the NFL. If you like hogs and cowbells. Yeah, right. We just talked about Cowboys bells, right? right? See, see how I bring that back? You brought that back. So Noah Fant not playing in this game. Um, I used a term for it the other day that we cannot repeat on the radio nor on a podcast. It started with a P, and uh, that's as far as I'll go with that. But um, here's the deal. Here's my thought on this. and I understand. You think you're going to go pro. You don't want to get injured. You don't want to play in this game. Fine. My question to you is, why did you play the season at all? Why did you even play at all? Or especially why, once you were clearly out of the championship talk, why did you play against Illinois, and why did you play against Nebraska? Why were you even on the field there? Because those games, just like this, were just as much of an exhibition. Nothing more than an exhibition of of us watching our football team play that we all love. Why did you even suit up for those games? So... I have something I want to put Andrew Ridge on. He's our inside source for uh, student-athlete uh, activities when <laughs> okay. it comes to things that I We're going to have him do some some uh, Some recon. ciphering and asking. And this is what I've under, come to understand potentially. Noah Fant is not tremendously good at going to class. Which, as we know, will get you in Kirk's doghouse. And if that is, in fact, the case, perhaps... He doesn't want to finish school, doesn't want to fin- take his finals, doesn't want to do those things, and p- p- perhaps may not have even been eligible uh-huh. to play in the bowl game. This would have been because if he had decided, there have been a number of guys that have done this, that have decided at the beginning of the year where I'm going pro next year, so why do I even need to go to class this year? And then figured out finally, oh, we're going to play in a January 1 bowl, which means I'm not eligible to play because I'm not taking my finals because I couldn't possibly pass them. I'm good just saying idea, that good perhaps. Th- just perhaps that's pure conjecture on our part, right? Total and utter conjecture. Uncle Joey's listening. I don't know how. What? Uncle Joey on the left coast. Listen to the Hawkeye Head Alive. Appreciate well, that, Joey. Are we streaming somewhere? Maybe on a huddle. How would that be? I have no idea. The magic of the interwebs. You know, it's... So it's, So the question that gets pointed out, and he asked, what about Urban Meyer? So we have no commercial breaks. We're just going to talk until we're done, which is going to be very, very soon, because uh, the lovely Greta has only out, got one more beer for me. I'm kidding about that. <laughs> anyway, Urban Meyer does decide to retire, uh, and they've already named their offensive coordinator... I think his last name is Day, mm-hmm. to be yep. the uh, next yep. head coach after the uh, Rose Bowl. And uh, the toll, in my opinion, of the season, getting suspended for the first three games of the year, uh, have, yeah. having some sort of arachnoid spider tumor in your brain that they can't drain anymore, which is clearly causing them headaches, not to mention the fact that, uh, once again, for the second year in a row, they're not in the uh, – Playoff game because they lost a game on the road by this year by 30 to Purdue, last year to the Hawks by 33, uh, 
40, what was that, 45, 24, 55, 55, 24. 55, 24 by 31. Or 17. 50, yeah, whatever. Anyway. It was a complete ass kicking. And I think that those two things is not the losses. The brain tumor and the fact that he couldn't get his team to the playoff once again, in, in, in addition to the struggle with the suspensions and the assistant he's coach. Done. He's done. And so he's going to sit out a year. He's going to go see some neurologist. He's going to magically do the Miyagi on him. And the USC's, USC head coaching job comes open a year from now. And guess who's number one on their list? Yep. I'm, I, am, <clears throat> I am 90% with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm 90% saying I would lay that bet that he will be the next coach at the University of Southern California. He's fairly certain. Isn't that what we read, George? Fairly certain that he'll never coach again. Yes. Fairly certain. Unless there's a spirited I'm practice. I'm fairly certain yes. I will not have another beer. But you, well, you, but you could be wrong. I might. I may change my mind. You might. You never know. Just saying. I agree with you. I don't think he's gone. Um, well, one last yeah. thing, though, as it relates to that. Iowa had a player, a recruit, who was going. Justin Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah, so he did an unofficial visit there. It doesn't appear he's doing an official visit right now. <clears throat> it appears that Iowa has uh, locked him back up. And uh, it, it, Iowa was in there in his living room last week, and he said, no, I'm still fully a Hawkeye now. How do you we know heard, they were in the dining room? They said living room on the uh, on Rivals.com, okay. on Hawkeye well, Report. Maybe they, so living room is what they, they said. They didn't break I don't, bread? I don't know. A little heavy ass? Are they allowed to... to uh, I don't know if Mama threw out some can deviled they, can eggs you, and some. Can you bring uh, McDonald's to, to? I don't. I don't know visit. how that works. I don't know. So um, Chick Fil A, but they were they were in to see him with the family, and they recommitted. Now, let's put it this way: it's until the ink's dry. Karan Higdon can be is exactly and Tyler Ulis can both say those. Do they send those DocuSign now, or do they still have to go find uh, they a fax machine? They, they can still DocuSign them, but it's there's a date coming up here in December, and until that happens, uh, Kirk Ferentz is going to sit. A little bit uneasy on this one, but Jacobs uh, apparently me, apparently is not going to, to go any further with this. To me, I think Ohio State does this so that recruits know what's going to happen. But to me, if you were a recruit and Urban Meyer was the biggest reason you were considering going there, now wherever else you were looking is your top destination. Yeah, I, I think the the way that he it it came across to him was he was he was there, and he's got a scholarship offer, but he's not a high priority for them. He's more of an afterthought. They've offered him. Um, they didn't pay a lot of attention to him. They they toured him around. They didn't give him the full money, and you know. So did they not give him a girl? Send a guy to take him around uh, campus? I don't know what they did, but he just didn't seem. So we'll see. That maybe that's saved for the official visit they where you get the, the uh, sent the tuba. They player. didn't give him. They didn't give him the Louisville treatment. We'll put it that way. Fair to say. So fair to say. Uh, Women's basketball this week. Uh, the Hawks go on the road to number one Notre Dame. And if, if you thought the men's team took it on the chin last night, the ladies' t- squad got hammered 105-71 to in South Bend to Notre Dame, but turned around and won 92-63, a nice 30-point win over Robert Morris on Sunday. And Megan Gustafson is, again, the Big Ten Player of the Week, fourth this straight. Is, this, this is, is silly, right? They might this as well name it, right? They just, but that's just, that's what happened last week. They should start giving that award to other people and just telling Megan, this was yours, but we're going to distribute this. Yeah. yeah, Right, the Megan, the 2019 Megan Gustafson Big Ten Player of the Year Award. Yes. So did Notre Dame beat 
UConn the other night in women's basketball? I do not know the answer to I this. Didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. Can our Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle tell us if UConn women beat Notre Dame women the other night? I know they were going to play right after. They were gonna, that was the next game. Right. I didn't see it. It may have been on Monday. Or, I don't know, whatever day it was. Well, there was a new moon on Monday, so. So if you beat Robert Morris, did Iowa officially beat the Bobs? Bob and Morris. Bob, they beat a Bob. That's for sure. They did. They have Iowa State uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday, 7 p.m. in Is Carver, that one? Hawkeye. Oh, it's in Carver. So they do the men and the women. Why don't they do it on the same night? Well, you get two crowds. Yeah, they right. right. That's and why. they'll get a good crowd for, for Iowa State women. So well, I mean. Yes. But yeah. wouldn't that be awesome if you That'd had be fun. a doubleheader? They have doubleheaders for other things. But. UConn beat them 89-71. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Mike and George coming at it. Who got it first? They're our research department. UConn beat them? They did, huh? They're also our spotters and drink gatherers. <laughs> so they've got Iowa State, and then Saturday, ooey pooey, I-U-P-U-I. I-U-P-U-I. Yeah, I-U-P-U-I on Saturday, 7 p.m. in Carver. They're 5-2. and two. Um, Iowa State game will be big for them. Iowa State rated, of course, as well. You know what's interesting? We have now gone for 45 minutes, barely breath, breathed. See, normally we'd, at this point we'd have taken, we only do about a 40-minute show normally anyway. I know. Right, we just take commercial breaks. So don't you think it's time for our Temple to Rye last call? Oddly enough, we are at, at the uh, time when that would make some serious sense. All right. Temple to Rye, the good stuff. Brewed and bottled. Aged in oak barrels in Templeton, Iowa. Templeton, Iowa. Biggest building in town. That may surprise you. So we had this you. discussion the other night about this recipe, the, the whole idea. You know, the recipe right. was, there were many Templeton recipes floating around. I'm and they ended up finding that. the one that was the most popular. The and, White Lightning. And, yes. And made, and this is where they started, what they started putting together. And they used to bootleg it. Now they bottle it. it sell only it. bootlegged. It was never mass produced and sold legally. Outside of until Templeton. Until now. <laughs> or Carroll, right. Carroll and Audubon right. County. right. So, you want to go first? You want me to? I'll go first. My Temple to Rye last call is the Hawkeyes basketball team. I'm going to take the women first. Women are going to win double digits. Uh, Megan goes for 30. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Iowa State women have been struggling, especially on the road. Uh, not Bill Finley's best team. So, I'm going to take the I- Iowa women. I am going to take Iowa State, though, in the men's game in a Close, tight one, hotly contested, something like 79-77. We may as well, since we, since we're, we have no time constraints, I, I'm going to ask you why here, because uh, I'm going to go the other direction on this. And the reason I, when I watched Iowa State play, if they're cold, they don't have any other offense other than get it over half court, first guy with an open shot, chuck it. Oh, last night they passed the ball really, really well. Did they? Uh, they, they Who did they could, beat last they, night? North Dakota State. Okay. All I know is when they were... The worst they were, team in the Summit When league. they were being contested out in Hawaii, I saw them throw up a lot of shots. How about, a lot of how about against shots. Illinois when they uh, ran off like 18 in a row? They have not been behind in the last four-plus games since early in the first half against Illinois. They haven't been behind. There's talent there. There is talent there. There's no question. I is, think I. I think is Wigginton going to play? Uh, Mike, I think, I think he's back. Cyclone fan of the Hawkeye Huddle is Wigginton going to yeah. play? 
Wigington going to play? Wigington is not going to play from our Cyclone Insider. So that would help, right? So there's there's plenty of talent there, but Iowa State will be more talented as the season grows with, with guys coming back from injury and suspension. I just don't think our guards have got to figure out how to way to score. Our if, guards, if our guards can score, then I think I think we can win. It's but yes. when you get late in the game, who do you need to get the ball to? Your guards have the basketball. They tend to get the shots. They need to make them. And to date, the only time they made them was in the garden. I will say this: frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. At the end of no, number one, at the end of the pit game very end of the pit game you're up a point you have the basketball i thought cook was going to get a t in well th- there was that but my my frustration comes down with again fran having connor stand out top of the key and just dribble dribble away well dribble all 35 he wasted 25 called the timeout took the ball out of bounds with 10 seconds to go and then stood there and pissed away the next 10 seconds until he heaved up a three-pointer from 35 feet away that was guarded you know which it's is, that kind of offense been, that'll get you into the nba uh, 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 it's, it's been Fran's signature for years. And here we are the other night against Wisconsin. They have a chance to take a lead at halftime. Yeah, and there they are. They're deal. doing the same deal, right? He's standing out there, and I'm watching, and all he has is two guys switching on the on the low block. That's it. Nothing else. Well, there, there's nothing my, else drawn up. I mean, I don't know. What, there's, with it the, is awful. My it's complaint terrible, with the basketball terrible. team is that our offense is essentially a guy dribbling the air out of the basketball Try and find Cook or somebody else so they can go one-on-one and hope they make the shot. Yeah. We got great inbound plays, but we don't get to do those every time. Yeah. I. Th- there's a lot of things I like about Fran, and there are a lot of things I dislike about Fran. One of them, his offensive strategy is just, it's, it's well, crazy. Well, Iowa has not been and, and I don't delivering right. on turnovers, meaning creating turnovers, getting right. out, and getting fast break points. It's In the last happening. three games, I, don't, I, I can't think We didn't think do of, the Dolphin stuff. I can't think of 12. You got time. All right. We got five. We got, we're we're going to end up here. We got to finish up here because otherwise the podcast does just get a little too long. But the Gary Dolphin thing, <clears throat> yes, it was unfortunate. Here's the – and he shouldn't have said Macy Daly's name, but Clearly. here's the thing. This is a mistake that a guy has made once in 25, 30 years. Whatever it's been. With the exception of the time that you and I were at the Citrus Bowl or the Capital One Bowl after that game and the radio broadcast that we were receiving in the parking lot was the Iowa broadcast after the game without commercial interruption. They would throw to commercial and we heard everything they said. Dolphin Eddie, but you and I were the only ones that heard I, that. I don't know why it was. It was coming over some Florida radio station and we got it in my parents' RV, right? And we're sitting there. Could have been on the CB, George. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, Gary says to Ed, all right, one more break. We come back, and then we go drink. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're off the air, and you're going to – and if you're frustrated – this this to me was a mistake, not a – and I'm sorry. What what they're saying, what the university is saying, Gary Barta is saying is that Gary Dolphin is not allowed to have a private disparaging thought about Fran McCaffrey. A not private on the air. thought. Not but it on was, the air. But it wasn't on the air. But it was. It was a Brett, mistake. Marty Terrell and Larry Kotler both dropped F-bombs on the air when they weren't supposed to, and they both got immediately fired, as did the producer. Which is which is different than what this was. But not I see what exactly. you're saying. Not exactly. It was essentially the same thing, other than he didn't swear. <clears throat> well... 
I think this could have been handled a lot better. Maybe a suspension. I don't think there's. I don't think he learned anything from a suspension, though. I don't think Barta would have suspended him if Fran wasn't pushing him to. I don't think Fran's going to let this go because it just seems like he wanted to make a big deal out of this. And the goofy part about this ongoing uh, tensions between the two of them, the university could have completely left that out of any oh, mentions. No There's question. no reason for that to have made any kind of a public uh, airwaves. No question. It's just been so poorly handled, and it's another example of why Gary, Bar- Gary Barta is literally nothing more than a fundraiser. He's a He's good, good fundraiser, it. a very good fundraiser. He's a terrible athletic director. Be, be that as it may, and I hope he doesn't listen to our He's podcast. Be, well, Otherwise, we'll get fired. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's we right. we don't go. Unfortunately, fortunately for him, he has had a couple of good – he's been able to happen on to some good coaches in some sports. But when you really look at it and you go back to that cup that the, they hand out for all the sports in the Big Ten, and I was right. routinely finishing 12th, 13th, 14th, I don't know how you can rate him highly as, a, as an athletic director. And on top of that, when you handle something like this so poorly, it's it, it's infuriating. And I, I'm sorry, I think there's somebody out there that could have raised the money for the Kinnick Edge in the end zone, somebody who could do a better job of supporting his coaches and holding his coaches accountable for what, what they need to be held accountable for instead of Fran McCaffrey holding Gary Barta accountable for what Gary Dolphin does. All right. That's my statement on that. I'll, let's go with that. All right. I well, I don't, di- I don't disagree that that he got suspended. You just can't. Unfortunately, in his position, if he's not on the air and has that conversation, it's no big deal. The fact that it went out over the air and essentially got broadcast on Twitter, which is how it got to be known to everyone else, is why that's the problem. Right. That's my that's my opinion. And Learfield could have cleared that up real quick by saying, this is a copyright of Learfield. You're not allowed to play this on the air. They didn't play it. KXNO played it over and over. That was over on the next day. Over. Exactly. Which is, it, is it, which don't, is, they, don't they have the right because they broadcast it? No, KXNO did not broadcast well, it. WHO, WHO Learfield. KXNO is not a, it does not have the rights to the Learfield broadcast to just do whatever they want. Well, I guess I don't know, I don't know the answer to no, that. Learfield... But. Can, can say nobody has the permission. To, this is a copyright of the University of Iowa and Learfield Sports. That's what they say, not so why, a WHO. why do people rebroadcast us? Well, we don't. I don't know. Maybe they should. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we're going to wrap up our first Hawkeye Huddle podcast from G. Miggs here in West Des Moines. Join us next week. Come on down for steak night. We'll be here from 5 to 6 o'clock chatting about the Hawks and having a good time. Hope you will be too. Talk to you next week.